This is DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Catherine Thomas, how are you? Excellent. How about yourself? I'm great. So, I don't think we're related. <laughs> I bet we are. We may be. Kind of, we're cousins somewhere down the line. So, you are an expert in all things cannabis. Well, that's what they tell me. Yeah. <laughs> that's a rumor. <laughs> I don't know how real it is. So, tell me what's going on in the world. So, I, I you know, we're in Louisiana, but the, I know the state has uh, somewhat not legalized, but we're throwing less penalties at people for having this stuff. And um, I'm a fan. I'm not a huge cannabis smoker, but I'm a fan. I've used different types of products mm-hmm. from, um, you know, gummies to, uh, what's the other stuff called with the, the, the pills, the, uh, not the... The edibles? The edibles, but then the, um, uh, CBD. 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 So I use CBD, but some of the stronger stuff, um, yeah. for relaxation and kind of mm-hmm. post-workout stuff, and it works, it's worked well. Yeah. So I'm a fan. Yeah. You know, I'm not a guy that smokes a joint, you know, every day or anything like that, but I'm gotcha. a fan. So it's tell me a little bit about it. So, um, you know, we've seen a lot of changes in the cannabis space. The one big change we still haven't seen is at the federal level. Okay. Technically, it's still a Schedule One, so it's like in the same category as cocaine, heroin. So, take it down now to different states. Um, what do we have? Like 34 states have now legalized it, at least uh, medically, at least some. Many of those recreationally. Now, take it to Louisiana, where we are today. Yeah. So, Louisiana, uh, in the 70s, actually, uh, made marijuana legal, but there was no reason for, um, there wasn't a way for people to get it. Okay. So, now, fast forward to 2018, when the legislature stepped in and assigned two growers, Southern University and LSU, were the only state in the U.S. That has the university systems as growers. Okay, that's so interesting. very interesting. And now you're in LSU. Everybody in Louisiana <laughs> bleeds, you know, purple yeah. and gold. So big LSU. So LSU is a grower, and then Southern University also both stellar, you know, university systems that are doing the growth. Then they contracted with some grow companies, Alira and GB Sciences Oil Canna. So they contracted with them to do the growth for them. So um, so here we are. So now we have the, a medical marijuana program. I mean, what's good about cannabis, and I think you'll hear this a lot, number one, people feel the plants are sort of the lungs of the earth. Yeah. And they clean the air. They're good. It's good for the environment. A lot of good things that can come out of a cannabis plant. But for ingestion into your body, the reason you're responding to that after workout is great for inflammation. 
Um, it's, it's technically, even though it's still categorized as a narcotic federally, anyone who is a cannabis user knows that it just does not have so many less narcotic qualities. Right. The addiction rate is, um, I mean, is there some addiction? We understand that there are small percentage of people that develop what I would call a dependence on mm-hmm. it. They need it to get out of bed. Kind of like I need coffee, right? right? So, um, there there will be some dependence developed, uh, you know, to at times. But very rarely, maybe like 5% of the population develops some type of a dependency on it. And you're not going to have, or we haven't seen, in our patient population, withdrawal symptoms. So, you know, if you're on an opioid or you're on a benzodiazepine or something like that, you develop what's called a real dependency and you go through really difficult withdrawals, which is the reason some people have a hard time stopping taking those. But we just don't see that with cannabis. So if somebody doesn't have their cannabis on Friday, they're not going to call me $7,000. If you don't get me some cannabis right now, lady, I'm going to lose my mind. They're just like, it's chill. I'll see you Monday. It's it's not that level. Well, so from that, though, like... It's very interesting how the, the game has evolved, right? So like now it's so it's so broad and available in so many spaces, but at the same time it's so restrictive, it's weird. And so when I was growing up and probably too when you were growing up, yeah. it was something that was looked down upon, right? hundred percent. You know, 100%. so now it's if we've had the time to research and do the development and see where this stuff is. And you know, the old school potheads were like, you know, yeah. man, this stuff's great for you, but no one was, you know, no one was getting any credit, you know, right. because we've had the time to research and develop this stuff and see what, you know, what's beneficial in the actual plant and what's, you know, what we're using it for and doing things like that besides just getting, uh, you know, hi. Look, you brought up an excellent point right there, and that's the research. Yeah. Israel, Dr. Raphael Meshalom, has 50 years of research on the cannabis. He knew a long time ago, like we, like you said, the people that we were always saying, and yeah. it's a great thing to do. Yeah. Way better than alcohol, you know, way better than any other narcotic. But he, Israel has quite a bit of research, more than probably most people in Germany. Um, the United States is far, far behind that. But right here in Louisiana, we have, uh, you know, uh, there's some research going on in the cannabis space. Until we get research, solid research in the United States, it's going to be hard to sell it because physicians and other scientists, they want data. They want to know what is the struggle and why does it work and what does it respond to. Right. And it's, you know, it's a plant. So the difference between a cannabis plant and aspirin, 
When you make aspirin, you want every single aspirin that you make to be exactly the same. Cannabis is a plant. It's always going to be different. And that is one of the reasons why the restrictions have been so difficult to work around because LDA, the, the Department of Agriculture, and I don't know in other states, I feel like it's generally an agricultural program that's going to test the product and let you know if there's toxins or contaminants in the product, which you want. The whole purpose of buying your cannabis at a dispensary, a licensed dispensary, or I think that's what they're called in most states, but yeah. not anyone. Um, or any other cannabis shops, you want to know what's in your cannabis. Different from buying it just off, you know, Joe on the corner. Because yeah. what's Joe put in his cannabis? You really don't know. <laughs> so that's the whole purpose of a medical program is that you really should know exactly what you're, what you're taking. Well, so how did you get into this? <laughs> what a great question. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting story, to be honest with you. Um, I had a company that uh, we treated opiate addiction. Okay. Um, it's really sad in that uh, addiction treatment space, I think, because what are we using to treat those addictions, uh, some pretty strong narcotics. Exactly. Methadone, yeah, buprenorphine, yeah, exactly. compounds. And I was watching people get uh, even more addicted to that than they were in the first place. It was really heartbreaking, to be honest with you. So when I sold that company, um, cannabis was available. We were, it was a new industry. I like being involved in a new industry started this, so we're the medical piece, so we're the physician piece, so you still have to have a physician write what's called a recommendation, or in most people's vernacular, it's a prescription. So we still have to have that here. So I started a company that provided that medical piece, so we could write the recommendations for the patients. Um, so anyway, then I started hearing all these stories. I love it, I love it. If people were getting off narcotics, I'm like, what's happening here? And me, there's me, who's been involved in this addiction treatment space for a while now. I didn't, I, mean, I didn't even realize this, but THC hits the same receptor as opioids, the mu receptor. So people were calling me and saying, hey, I'm getting off my Percocet or my uh, my, you know, morphine. Oxycodone said, yeah, I never told you to do that. No one here ever told you just to stop taking your opioids. So you got to do that under physician's direction. Yeah. It's really hard because that's what I've always been told. No, they said, I'm just stopping. And I'm, I didn't have any withdrawals. I'm not going to tell you or anybody else listening that if you stop taking your opioids and replace it with cannabis, you're not going to have withdrawals. I don't know. I'm not a physician. But I certainly hear stories every single day of people who do it, and they just stop it, and the cannabis hits a new receptor, and guess what? Now they don't have any withdrawals. And yeah. guess what else? 
Yeah, they're not having to take over. Well, see, that's very interesting because that hasn't been talked about a lot or no. that I think because you don't hear any broad, like, you know, audience with that or actually any kind of, you know, attention on that. Exactly. You know, specifically. But exactly. It's, it's funny that, you know, something that it's just, I take it back because what we were always exposed to was like, even in high school or whatever, you just get the little bag of weed. And it wasn't worth the shit. You know, you get a high for like five was. minutes. Exactly. You know, you have no idea what it is. No now, idea. You have, <laughs> now you have, I mean, I don't know how many, but thousands of strains and different, you know, things that, you know, like I was up in Colorado a couple months ago and just going through a dispensary and looking at things that, you know, just all the options you have. They're like, this is for this, and this is for this, and this is for this. So it, it is amazing to me that um, yes. we're getting away, getting people away from those manufactured, man-made drugs and, and putting something that's natural. And, yeah, of course they do different Genetic, you know, uh, you know, some kind of yeah. alterations yes. to make these things what they are. But still, at the end of the day, they're growing out of the ground, right? Yes. Better than something that's manufactured in a lab Absolutely. that people get addicted to. And it's right. funny that you said that, too. It's something that's not, it's been proven that it's not so addictive. It's just, it's just habit. It's a habit, mostly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you talk about that, um, the possibility of getting addicted, and that's what we hear. So, you know, we did the war on drugs. This was a big problem in the United States because we did a big war on drugs. And what did we say are drugs? Everything. Yeah. We said everything's a drug, including uh, coffee and tobacco, yeah. right? Yeah. So then kids came along, and they're like, yeah, they lied. They're lying. We don't trust them. And so then we had, unfortunately, many youth, you know, who get, who do develop addictions to opioids because, or heroin, because that was all in one basket, Right. So now we're kind of trying to filter it out a little bit and say, maybe cannabis is kinder and gentler. However, these are all anecdotal stories, which is why we need more research. We need, and I'm sure there's research, I'm sure there's university systems that are, that are hopefully somebody's listening and saying, girl, we have... <laughs> Girl, we have all the research on that. We already know yeah. how effective it is at treating up your addiction. I don't know, but I, we certainly don't see it. So I'm also becoming involved in the research piece, and I'm very, very excited about that. Because if I can contribute anything to that area of the science, I would be thrilled to be able to do that. Well, let's talk about the medical perspective because like it's been used effectively to treat so many things like mm -hmm. arthritis you uh -huh. know like you know joint pain inflammation you know all these things that 
they were using pain medication for and what it's replaced. Like, let's talk about that a little bit. That's what you specialize in, and that's what you're constantly dispensing this stuff for. So what what are some good stories, just, or, ex, you know, examples of what you've seen where it's been effective specifically? So, we have, you're right, it treats just such a wide variety mm-hmm. of disease. And physicians, at least, what we're seeing is that physicians who are keeping up with things, physicians who look at you and don't see a dollar sign, but right. see a person, are saying to their patients, you want to try cannabis? I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, you know, I have to come back to right. me and we'll research your pain medicine. So I really appreciate that, that physicians who are keeping up with the science are referring a lot of patients to try cannabis. I like that. Um, Stories. So we have stories of people who call and say, gosh, I have had four back surgeries. I have been on oxycodone and morphine for 15, 25 years. I can't play with my grandkids. I'm I feel horrible all the time. I can't work anymore. I can't do anything. Then they get so much of that problem is not their back, but the medications they're taking. So then when they get off of that medicine, they're like, hey, I can play with the grandkids. We hear this is stores you. I can play with the grandkids. I can I can go back to my job if I want, you know. I can go back to my job. I can work. I can have cook dinner for my family. I can just have my regular life without being, you know, so having all these problems as a result of the opioids or benzodiazepines, same Xanax. So it's very, so we do, we see a lot of veterans with PTSD, fabulous for that. That's another huge, huge, um, you know, demographic of people that have benefited from that use too. Oh, it's so huge. So we see a lot of PTSD, certainly, yes, with some people with some pain. the, we glaucoma, Crohn's, digestive issues are very helpful, insomnia, anxiety. These companies, uh, Alera and uh, Wilcana, have both developed a vape pen. So now, when you have a, if you're a veteran and you're having a PTSD attack and you start suddenly start feeling yourself shaking. Or, Having a complete panic attack, you can take a vape, hit a vape. Um, there's really there's no law against public consumption in Louisiana, so they can use this product as long as they have in their life. As long as they got you right. got that prescription, right. or what we call a recommendation, because yeah. you know. 
It's very funny because um, when I went to, uh, I'll bring up this state again because it's been one of the first in the, you know, movement of cannabis, right? So yes. I went to uh, Colorado last year for the yeah. first time. Yeah. And I was walking downtown in Denver. It was right in the height of COVID. So everything yeah. was kind of shut down. Uh-huh. And, and it was like to-go stuff. Uh-huh. I walked around the corner and dude smoking yeah. a blunt. And I'm like... Uh-huh. Something we hid and something you were arrested for. Now there's a big initiative in the cut. Now we know that people, we know that the reason marijuana was um, uh, made illegal first was in the 30s. We all have seen the documentary that it was uh, made illegal to arrest people of color. So we have a lot of work to do. We're um, trying to do some work with Last Prisoner Project, which yeah. dedicates itself completely to getting people out of prison with cannabis only. Um, Charges. Um, uh, yes. Um, thank you very much. And so, this is our next step, is that getting people who are cannabis users, get it legally, get it legally so you can't be arrested, because that's so smart, because we have to keep our youth out of prison. You understand when these young kids get arrested, it they can't get a scholarship for college. They may not can get a job. It, it impacts them for the rest of their life. Cannabis, for something that is legal here, if you're in Texas, not so much, yeah. right? right? So think about so many states are have legal cannabis and then they go right next door to the next state and it's not and you yes. can still get arrested. Exactly. So we have a long work to do a lot of work to do with law enforcement, although we're making some progress because I think even even law enforcement is seeing well, I mean, typically your law enforcement officers um they that's not what they're looking for. You it know, really if they is. see it and they have to rest for it or they have to get a ticket for it or whatever, they do yeah. that. But that's yeah. not what they're looking for. And I know that firsthand from Good. people that I've talked to. Beautiful. So um, my wife is one of them. That's great. Um, so it's funny. She's like, I'm not worried about that. Uh, <laughs> like, there's, there's people out here raping and killing people. That's so right. That's what we need you to focus bigger, on. Yeah, You know, but... um. One of those things that's funny is that, you know, what we've seen is funny. You brought up the, you know, where we're talking about people getting arrested for stuff like that. Yeah. Is that we have a huge transitional period at this point, and we're right in the yes. middle of it. Because there's so many states that aren't on board for this thing because there hasn't been something done diplomatically to make this, make it beneficial for the actual government, right? Right, right, right. We've got um, some movement in Washington. Cory Booker has presented a bill on Kamala Harris. The uh, MORE Act, that was her bill. 
it okay. failed. But she's got a little bit more pull, I think, now. So okay. we expect that to pass with us marijuana opportunity reinvestment expungement. So what it does is a few things. I don't know if you realize this, but like for me in the cannabis space, Chase Bank, I can't put my money in a Chase Bank or a typical bank, right? Because they don't take any money from any industry. Really? What? No. Really? They can't take any money. So how do you, how it has do you anything to do with marijuana? Okay, so, well, okay, that's very interesting. Because I've noticed that, like, in some states, it has to be, it's a cash-only deal. Sure, it's a so big cash-only deal. So it's a debit charge or yeah. it has to be cash. Exactly. So the more act will make it, because banks are like, hey, this is a trillion dollar industry. You know, right. I don't know how much you talk. We go, you got to get on board with this shit. Exactly, because of the federal illegality. So that's why this so bill, Kamala Harris's bill, it would be very effective, because then banks could do business with with companies in okay. the cannabis space. So how do you take your how do you take your money now? Like there's certain there's only certain find, banks. That's right. You have okay. to find like it has to be locally owned or run or you have really? to find, yeah, there's a, a yeah, it's really difficult. And um, so and then you have the investment piece. So mm-hmm. you think why isn't the cannabis just why is it cash and why is it just people like me who are just building their companies and this is happening all over America because you can't really get big money to invest with you because yeah. it's still federally illegal. They don't want to lose their money. Right. They, 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 we never know. With, when we say with big the federal money, we're government. About millions of dollars, Absolutely. not a local million. No, that's right, that's right, that's right. It's huge. So, so that's the that's the investment act, and mm. then the expungement act, of course, which is critical that we expunge all these records of these people yeah, who've been that arrested for one one blood. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all these misdemeanor charges. That, yeah. That, I mean, millions. Got to get them. I mean, they got to get. But so, what's the next step here? I mean, so we're pushing for federal legalization, which then you're going to, you know, push across all states, and you're going to have a lot of pushback. We have states that are pushing against it. 100%. But I feel like that I, at this point, like what we were talking about earlier, is you have the, the opioid, the opioids, and yeah. you know the other thing, methamphetamines. Come on. Like, oh my God. That's something that's been, you know, the past 10 years has literally rocked any, I mean, at all ages. Yeah. You know, from, so you know, from teenagers all the way up to, you know, your middle-aged, you know, all the way up to seniors. So addictive. Yes. So addictive. Um, so that's another place where cannabis can come in. And I really think that people, you know, I just encourage people if before if you go see your doctor, have a talk with your physician to yeah. see if cannabis would be a viable option for you. It's not gonna be for everybody, but certainly for many people. And if you're using if you're using let's say uh, methamphetamines for what? For what do people use it for? Like 
energy? Oh, yeah. I don't really, no, I don't think that, I don't think that, I mean, I think a good, yeah, I mean, anybody that I know has ever had a problem with those things, it's like, they, they just, they were, some hanging out with someone, someone offered it to them kind of deal, you and know what I mean? Gateway. So that's where it gets all mixed up because you have cannabis thrown in with methamphetamine. Because, like, you know, growing up, we've all, you know, experienced some high school, a lot of people later in college, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to try these things, right? You take it or not leave it, you know? I tried a few things, you know, in the, you know, my younger years, I was never like, well, I don't like feeling not in control. No, that was like You know, so like a lot of things that make you like really high or like whatever. Right. Well, then sometimes, like I smoked a, couple, a little bit of weed here and then yeah. I was like, I got way too high. Right. But it was like, did yes. I have the right thing? Did I even know what I was smoking? Exactly. Like, should I have been smoking that? How strong was it? What strain was it? What was so, in it? Yeah, exactly. What was it laced with? Who knows? You know, so like these things now, the, the all that like just broken down, like we were talking about earlier, inside when you said insomnia. Yeah, I've never had a so problem good. with sleeping, but I feel like the past few years, like you know, I changed my regimen around. How I was doing, working so much, working out so much. I was sleeping so bad, like so yeah. bad. Right. And so I started taking CBD. Yes. I and I got to where I took it for a couple of months. And I got to where I was sleeping so hard and so good. I hadn't slept that way in so many years. Yes. And um, I was feeling better. And then I kind of changed my way of doing things where it's diet, exercise, and I'm sleeping more naturally because I was getting limited hours of sleep. And I say like, limited, I'm three or four hours every night. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to, and then I'm trying to get REM sleep out of that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. With my body's like, what the hell are you mm-hmm. doing? And we're trying to fix you, you know, from the horrible day you had and then <laughs> sleep. Right. I saw I used CBD to offset that. Yeah. And then eventually I got to where I'm back sleeping six to eight hours a night. Yeah. And so I really don't need it anymore. But but it did come to something that it was, it worked for me. It resets your sleep habits. Yeah, and I talk to people about it and I'm like, I'm not a huge, like, I'm not a huge, like, cannabis pusher. I'm like, man, you gotta get on, you gotta smoke yeah, some weed, you gotta yeah, do yeah. this. But like, I know that there's benefits from that stuff because yeah. I used it and I right. tried everything else first. Yeah. That's natural. I didn't want to get on prescription medication because I'm just, I'm just so against. Most people, it's like I'm more homeopathic, where I don't want to use anything man-made if I can't help it, you know. And so I tried and it worked. I know it does. So that's how I started using it because I just literally wasn't sleeping. Right. And like you said, three or four hours, you're never going to feel good with Mm -hmm. four hours of sleep. You're just not. 
Well, I started using just small amounts of cannabis for sleep. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I haven't slept like this since I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is this? Oh, I woke up and I was like, I thought I died for a moment. Oh my God, I think I died. Whatever. I was, oh, wait, I slept because I didn't know what that felt like. So it's just great for that. And then you wake up and you don't feel so bad. Even Tylenol PM leaves me feeling kind of great. Like Benadryl, like I took Benadryl. Benadryl. Yeah, it all leaves me feeling a little bit hungover the next day. The not cannabis. I wake up and I feel just, just fresh, you know. Well, I mean, it's just something that it works. You know, like, we've been using it for thousands of years. Uh, four thousand, like, over 4,000. Over 4,000. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it really does work. So when we get the research books and we can show the scientists and then we get the banking piece and the investment piece and the expungement piece and the criminal piece and we get all those pieces and they're slowly, look, this is so exciting to me to be in this industry right now because we are seeing more movement than we have ever seen. It was pioneers. So it's like the last gold rush, you know, it's like you're involved in something that we are watching grow from the ground up. And certainly we're not from the ground up because California Colorado that you mentioned, there's plenty of sites that have been doing this for quite some time, but we're getting closer to where we need to be. The big question on the federal level, I think, is do we want to make it completely legal or do you want to just, do you want it declassified completely or do you want it reclassified as a different schedule of drug? And what's the argument? What's your opinion on that? I mean, I, whatever alcohol is under, I just yeah. want to say it just well, moves I mean, straight into that category. How many impaired drivers do it? How many people are driving impaired or, you know, under the influence of marijuana and killing people? No, I, you know what? They I just did a study on that. Okay, please tell me because I have no idea. It's probably no. Nominal. It's just, it's just, it's just they don't find it. They right. Because, I mean, if you're that high, you're probably not going to be Probably not going to live. You know, but like an alcohol, it's like you, one of those things you just fight. It's like, no, right. I'm good. You I'm good. Mean? I'm good. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, it's wow. like if you're, if you're taking it in, that's another thing. Like, so, oh, I feel like anytime there's impaired, yeah. It's like someone who has a problem yeah. or someone who's not experienced, right? Okay, so like there's someone who has a problem. If they're smoking way too much and they're high all the time, then okay, they already have a problem anyways. Right. If they're, they've been given something that's way high of a dose, right. then they probably shouldn't be operating. It's the same thing with alcohol, right? It's like they have right. a problem, they're drinking all the time anyways. Or someone that right. shouldn't have consumed that. Right. And what really scares me is the people on prescription medications. <laughs> because that's real. They're really It's funny because I had experience with these type of people. When, it's so funny because I was in oil and gas for like 10 years. And then I got into the, the professional business oh. space, which is a complete transition for me like six or seven years ago. And I started seeing 
Like, I would see people with alcohol issues, you know, in that space. Now I see people with, you know, prescription medication issues. And it's entirely different because they have no control over, they can't hide it. You know what I mean? Like, they have no control because that's something when they take it, it's a substance that's time release. Yeah. Over amount of hours where alcohols like they may be drunk and they'll sober up, you know, yep. kind of deal, or they may hide it when they keep the drunk right. after hours or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So it's very interesting to see, you know, that it's just been something that's crazy to me how bad that affects people. How bad? How bad? Yeah. Well, so you're using, so you guys are using cannabis. So, if you were to put it in percentage, yeah. what are you using it to treat? Like, how much for PTSD, right. how much for, you know, you know opioids, how much for whatever, maybe? Great question. So, the state of Louisiana uh, changed the law so that any condition, any debilitating condition qualifies. So, what's okay. a debilitating condition? Well, if you, like I said, if you get two hours of sleep a night, insomnia can be very debilitating. Okay. Anxiety. So I think our primary, our biggest issues probably that we've seen, we're a very anxious society. Here we are. I didn't <laughs> really realize how much anxiety everyone was experiencing. Your age group, younger people, y'all got a lot uh, of pressure, y'all got a lot of anxiety. And somehow you're in fitness, but a lot of people don't realize that kinetic, being kinetic can lower your anxiety. They don't realize it. Maybe some music, deep breaths, yoga, walking. There's a lot of meditation. There's a lot of things you can do to impact your anxiety. But what typically people do, you go to the doctor, hey, I'm a nervous wreck, I'm having these anxiety attacks. Feel that's it. So now they can use cannabis as an alternative mm-hmm. and just use it when they need it. So anxiety, insomnia, big ones. You mentioned the pain. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, uh, What's your largest you've seen firsthand? Largest percentage. Largest percentage. Out of all of those. What's the number one issue? Yeah. For okay. you, like what you've been prescribing people for certain things. I'm just gonna have to go with the anxiety. I'm just gonna have to go with the anxiety, so depression, okay, insomnia, so, the mental health issues. Okay, so if you were to categorize that, what's the age group for that you're seeing that? Oh, dude. Okay, here's the really yeah. interesting part of this. So, our uh, patient population initially, and this was shocking to me. But we had the 65 to 90 age demographic. Who was getting it? So it was, I mean, really honestly, Caucasian, educated people with okay. money because the program was ridiculously expensive okay. when it first started. So a, a, the, 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 a tiny, like a 30, what was it, 30 milligrams of 
Okay, so for people who don't know anything about right. marijuana, yeah. what is that? How long does that last and what is that? Not long for people who really need like, like so 18 we, milligrams a day or okay. 20 milligrams a day. It's not going to you see, I mean, it's not going to last you very okay. So, uh, now, now fast forward. We have a more affordable products now in Louisiana. Um, so you can get um, tincture, topical, distillate, vape, and edibles. Okay, so you break those down for people on those, but tincture, topical, yeah. um, but topical is kind of self-explanatory. For some people may not know, so all these things you can break them down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't answer your question about the biggest percentage. Because it's like, our biggest okay. demographic was that, okay, I'm going to go hard and Okay, that's good. I like the way you're just like moving all over the yeah. place, and I like it like that. Okay, so the tincture is a drop. So that's like almost like an essential oil is the okay. best way I know how to describe it, where they just kind of take the THC, and you're talking about CBD compared to THC. So CBD cannot have more than point, I think it's zero three percentage of THC in it. Okay. So you just got tiny, like minuscule amounts of real THC, especially CBD. But CBD has very many good uses, as you found for inflammation, right. seizures, that kind of thing. Okay, so the tincture of the drops, you put them under your tongue, it takes maybe 30 minutes to absorb into the bloodstream. Um, the topical is the cream that you would use after a workout on your back or your neck or people have arthritis in their hands or um, for um, neuropathy of the feet we've had some success with the with cannabis cream. Um, the distal can be eaten or it can be what we call dabbed, which I'm not an expert in dabbing, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I kind of know something. That's the young kids stuff. That's young kids stuff. Compl- complicated. Yeah. Um, and then the vape pens, of course, are just a typical vape pen. Um, and then the edibles. So we have all of those things. Animals scare the shit out of me. Holy shit. I gotta talk about this. Okay. okay, so I've had very bad experiences with animals. Yeah, okay. And I'm always like, okay, so I'm gonna turn so there's a few different strands, right? Like yeah. sativa, whatever else. Yeah. I don't know all the strands. Yeah. I always get sativa because I'm not the person who wants to be like, you know, like yeah. dialing it out. Like yeah, yeah. can't Realize what I'm doing. Yeah. Um. So I've gotten, and I've realized this. So I'm taking gummies. I'm taking the tarts. I'm taking the um, the um, treats, and I'm taking the chocolate. Okay. The chocolate is. I will never take it again. <laughs> I've had two different experiences <laughs> where I was so damn high <laughs> that I thought I was dying. Okay. I couldn't no, feel I'll be the first dude to drink cannabis. Like, I called a friend of mine. I don't know if you've ever told me this podcast, probably, but I called because it's embarrassing. I called a friend of mine. I was like, holy shit. 
I can't I feel my breath. Yeah. I don't think I can breathe. <laughs> He's like, dude, you're just really fucking high. And I was like, this is not possible. No, like, I was just fine a minute ago. <laughs> and it's happened numerous times. happened again in uh, another scenario. Yeah. Um, so I realized this is the same thing in LA. No, no. I was like so numb. How much did you eat? Do you remember? Like, I, oh shit, I want to say like, it, okay, so if you have a chocolate bar, I want to yeah. say that like a small milligrams, like small, yeah. it's like five milligrams. Yeah, 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 that's, that's right. Like yeah, that. yeah. Well, I was cleaning out my house and I found this and got a hat from Colorado. Yeah. And I was like, shit, this looks good. So I uh, ate like two pieces. Two pieces. I probably only ate, should have had like half a piece because I hadn't eaten yeah. anything in like yeah. all day. Yeah. <laughs> so it went really hard. Yeah. Um, so this next scenario, I was like, okay, I know this shit's really strong. I got it. I'm only going to, well, this is another thing about everyone listening. Yeah. I've experience firsthand. Yeah. There's another thing about edibles that shit sometimes it releases in thirty minutes. Right. Sometimes it's an hour and a half. That's right. Okay, so I'm like this next time I'm like, okay. I did it way too hard the first time. Yeah. So I'm just gonna take a half of a like some two and a half milligrams. Yeah. And I'm gonna wait. Right. Thirty, forty five minutes. That's well good. I did, okay, and then I waited and I was like, okay, I'm feeling good. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and take another half. Sure. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm talking about, I was so high again. I was like, here we go again. <laughs> and I had the same, and then I was, then I was anxious, right? I was like, why in the fuck do I have anxiety on me? Right. <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> this is supposed to treat this shit. Yeah. Okay, so I was like, okay. So, I believe in chocolate alone yeah. when it comes to edibles, but um, I do like the little sweet tarts. I've had those. Those were good. Yeah. My favorite, um, in my opinion, yeah. is the, the vape pen. Because yeah, I, I feel like it's controlled. It hits amazing. And you can... Yes. And you can you know, okay, I need I need a lot, I need a little bit. Right. I agree. I like the vacancy and uh, um, the company I live here has has a contract with Pax that makes the jewel vape pen. So okay. it's no joke, it's the smoothest smoke you'll ever have. Yeah. But I think, you know, as we talk about more movement on the federal level, then you'll see more money go into this program and then you'll see more product availability, you'll see more research. This way to step in, of course, big tobacco, yeah. you know, every, you know, I think what is so beautiful about the program right now is that in many states, if we don't want to lose this. We don't want to lose our craft grow farmers. No. We don't want that. We don't want the people that have been for decades in this industry to be pushed out by. because well, then it just becomes huge, another drug. There's a huge misconception because yeah. I know a handful of people who do grow who do sell to dispensaries, mm -hmm. who have a passion for it, that don't even consume it, or if they do it, it's on right. minimal levels, but they know what it, okay, yes, they know it's profitable, but also they have passion behind it, 
This isn't your. This is, okay. Like what we need to talk about. It. This is yeah. not 1973. Right. This is people that call it dope. They're smoking dope. That's like, right. Not, like dope now. What you consider them smoking dope back right. then because they were free kindred spirits or whatever <laughs> maybe. The problem we have now are people getting like on methamphetamines and stuff like that. Yeah. Like this is not That's a problem. True. I just think that we, that it's like anything. Like we were talking about earlier, you need yeah. education. That's the most important. And if someone's going to use it, especially for medical purposes or recreational, they need to know what they have in their hand. A hundred percent. Because the biggest problem I think in any like throughout history is you're consuming something you know nothing about, exactly. right? Whether it be. You know, if it's people like on like PEDs, people on medical, like mm-hmm. you're grabbing their mom's Adderall, you know, all these things right. people get addicted to, like this because you don't know anything about it, should you be using it? Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, um, education's key yeah. because we have to, you know, put it, we have, it needs to be classified wherever it needs to be classified. And I'm, you know, that's way above my paper rate. But once they figure that out and classify correctly, we have just so much unlearning to do mm-hmm. about this drug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of unlearning that we have to do and, and re-look at it. And for people who, like you're talking about, farmers with just a passion for mm-hmm. it, don't even use it, but they want people who are buying it to get a good quality product. And I don't want to see those folks pushed out. I really don't. So the other states that are listening, Hawaii, I don't know, Alaska, these other states, it's critical that we protect these farms. Texas. Texas is a big one. <laughs> I don't know what we're Texas. doing. <laughs> I don't know what that's I love Texas, but some, you know, some of those old, you know, old school laws are just going to take a while. Yeah, it's going to take a minute. Oklahoma jumped on board quick. Oklahoma has uh, 400,000 patients. Arkansas, I don't know, 90 to 100. Mm-hmm. I mean... Louisiana is still struggling. We're the first state to fail at medical marijuana. But I think there were some reasons behind that. We just made a few missteps in the industry, but we're catching up. I think there's a lot of things that have smoothed out and catching up. The price is better. The physician availability is is better. The um, education is happening. It's happening. And um, I see a lot more employers who are dropping the testing. This is a critical point, too. We're now, most states are at will. Can you get fired? Yeah, so in a lot of states, you still can get fired. So we always tell people if you're number one, if you're in a safety sensitive position, you are an oil and gas. You can't no, you can't anything. Use no matter what. You can't take anything. I don't care if you have a script. You can't take anything. They're going to say, you can't do that because you're going to be impaired and you're going to be working right, at the right. real serious right. business machine right here. But if you're not in that, and uh, we're just seeing more and employers just weigh the marijuana part. Really? If you have a prescription, just think, if you have a prescription or what we have to call a recommendation, because it's not, it's still federally legal, mm-hmm. prescribe. nobody's prescribing it. But if you have that, 
It's the same thing as you're working next to a person with a prescription for oxycodone or Xanax or anything else. They have a prescription. So does the person using the cannabis. So we're seeing more and more employers say, just let me know if you're used, taking it. You can't be impaired at work. If you're impaired at work, then I can fire you. Yeah, I mean, and impaired is, you know, it's selective. It's right? subjective. It's subjective. It is. It can be selective. It's I don't think that, but yeah. I remember being. I remember remember being young and just smoking one time at someone's house. Yeah. And then I got popped on a drug test. Ah. And we were like, or we knew a drug test was coming up or something. Yeah. yeah. And we were taking all kind of stuff and doing all kind of crap. We never passed the drug test. I was like, I didn't smoke it. I was so paranoid. I didn't smoke it. That's it. That's it. So, you know, what I always tell people is if you have a good HR department that you can talk to about it, that's your first and most important thing. Talk to your boss and say, hey, listen, I don't want to get off of Xanax or off of opioids or off of whatever I'm on or not start them in the first place and just use cannabis for my anxiety or my sleep or whatever. Are you cool with that? Yeah. And most employees are going to say, you know, yeah, sure. If you got it from a doctor, yeah. But you still have to check because I'm not going to guarantee that you're not going to lose your job. And that's where the other place where federal doing something at federal level would then provide us for the protection. How's it going to work? Is the federal, let's say the rules change federally, then each state. I think that they'll leave states having the right to decide well, what they want to that, do. Right. We've seen that with the COVID stuff, right? Oh. We've seen that. I'm not to get on Same that thing. tangent, yeah, but we yeah, have yeah, seen yeah. that to where, okay, thing. now federal saying it's up to the state, right? I think the that's federal, what happened. The federal's yeah. approved it, yeah. and now it's up to the state, and that's Probably yeah. we'll see right with the I state. think that's what's going to happen. But it will, when you start seeing that, there's so much movement in the industry right now that I think when you do see that, and then the banking piece is there, and the investment piece is there, and you're not all afraid. I mean, look, I'm in a cannabis company. Yeah. You don't. I was terrified the first few weeks. I'm like, I didn't know I was going to get arrested any minute. I'm just like, well, <laughs> I tried, man. I tried. So, yeah. So, it's still kind of scary out there, you know. I mean, I'm still treated definitely like a, like a lot of time. Well, I mean, we've seen people, like, arrested for doing that stuff out of the back door, too, right? Sure. We've seen it. Yeah. Um, but, well, we were talking about our other one went off on the left yeah. road. Get me back on track. Biggest, big, <laughs> biggest piece you've treated so far okay, yeah. with this. I mean, I just have to stay with the, um, I would say it's going to be a tie between pain. Okay. And uh, but we don't. It's not necessarily always just pain. Maybe it's um, pain related to cancer. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, they survived the cancer without the mm-hmm. chemotherapy, right? Not the treatment. So I'm going to say somewhere in there between the backs and the necks and that kind of thing. Okay. I don't know if that's the biggest odds. I'm going to stick with the body and the body. Okay, well, answer me this. Yeah. You, um, your older patients got to be, <clears throat> there's so much like negative energy, what we were talking about earlier. There's so much negative energy towards marijuana, marijuana from from the older, you know, like generation, while I say, you know, like baby boomers and stuff like that. And they're scared, so they gotta be scared and super apprehensive when they walk in there, right? 100%. So, you know, we are in a clinic. It looks like it's a medical clinic. It looks like a medical office, so it's not like you're walking into some weird, you know, looking space. So that makes them more comfortable. And, um, I mean, the fact of the matter is, and you're talking about Colorado, hey, most people are already using it. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing I was shocked to find out. Okay. We call, everybody would call and say, hey, I want to get legal, I want to get the marijuana medical, you know, I want right. to get a, a recommendation from the doctor. Are you using it? So that's a question here. Yeah, almost everybody already is. Really? I really didn't realize how much cannabis use there is. But Colorado is so close. Arkansas is so close. Yeah. You know, we offer us, Arkansas, you know, offers reciprocity for uh, visiting patients. So, um, anyway. A lot of people already knew a lot more about it than I did. Really? So those people weren't apprehensive. They were thrilled that they could finally get be legal. But now they don't have to be paired. Well, it's just so interesting, I guess, because this never was something that was used when I was growing up around me yeah. and my family. Right, no. Me. And it was always something that was looked down upon. Because Absolutely. that was society's view on it, or that was, you know, just that they get the... Something that's always looked down upon, typically there's not enough information on it, right? Look, and think about it. That was the narrative. Cannabis is bad. Pills are good. That was the narrative, right? So if you go to the doctor and get the pill, you're safe. All these people that are on all these medications, like you were talking about, Oh, this is what I want to talk about. So, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. we were talking about earlier, you were talking about the, they're getting off this medication because yeah. their back's hurting. Now it's not feeling as bad. They're not taking medication. Taking right. So many people consume these drugs and they have toxicity, like high toxicity levels for the liver and the kidneys. So what's your input on that from marijuana? What have we seen, like, study-wise? Anything at all? Uh, That's a great question. Um, Yes, there have been some studies. I, off the top of my head, I want to say I read a study about particularly the liver. 
Well, so that I know for sure that, you know, high uses of prescription drugs are typically processed in one one or two places. And a lot of people, a lot of people using those drugs, um, especially the older generation, do not consume enough water to filter that stuff out. Yeah. And they're consuming so much drugs that they're already, like, so say they're already prescribed something for hypertension. Say they're already prescribed something for um, high blood pressure. Yeah. You know, and then they're taking that on a daily basis. And then you give them, okay, then they're having back pain. Yeah. You know, or knee pain. Then you give them some kind of drug. And then, okay, then they're taking aspirin or whatever it may be. So, of course, you're going to have all those toxic levels in your mm-hmm. kidneys or your mm-hmm. you know, liver or whatever it may be. Um, let's see. CBD products do not cause liver damage. Um, of course, that's a small, um, that's a small study. Yeah. Uh, there's no credible research suggesting that recreational or typical medical dose of cannabinoids cause liver damage. Okay. Well, I mean, there's there's one thing which I found off the <laughs> But hey, yeah. that's more than I knew because I haven't looked yeah. at these things and I'm yeah. sure people haven't either, but right. I know for sure like right. without a shadow of a doubt right. that Consuming other things like that mm-hmm. because I have really sensitive kidneys because I almost mm-hmm. destroyed them at a younger age. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Taking like way too many supplements and way too many high protein diets, not enough water, stuff like that. So okay. when I do take any kind of prescription medication or if I just take like three or four ibuprofen, yeah. my kidneys hurt. Okay, so, like, I can only imagine if someone who, you know, has built up tolerance, but you're taking these things, mm-hmm. what it's doing to mm-hmm. you, you know. So, if you had a heavy workout and you took cannabis instead of your ibuprofen, better for your kidneys, huh? Of course. So, yeah. Of course. Like, right. you know, so it's anti-inflammatory, but it's not processed through yeah. there, you know. Right, it's like right, one right. of those things where... But at this point, I don't take anything. I only take, I refuse to take any prescription, anything, unless I just absolutely have to. Good, good. Like, unless I'm just, like, really sick or have something in life, I have to go to the doctor. Right. And I don't even take ibuprofen. Like, that's bad. Like, if I take, if I take even... And I'm one of those guys that if I do take ibuprofen, I take three or four because it's got to work, you know. But it's it's got to be I'm hurting really bad. But then, like I said, if I'm not drinking enough water, my back starts hurting because my kidneys are hurting. A lot of people don't attribute back pain to your kidneys. Typically, your kidneys are inflamed. That's why your lower back hurts. But so many old people, I feel like, have lower back problems, and I don't like it. Yeah. There's probably a lot of studies. There's a lot of arguments yeah. right here, and someone may want to argue me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But like I know because I felt it a yeah. lot of times. That lower back pain is inflammation of the kidneys, and these older people that are having this back pain may be because they're taking way too many prescription drugs. 
and not consuming enough water to filter those kidneys. That makes that's it. It just makes so much sense. Yeah, it does. So much sense. Yeah, but I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I'm excited because, like I said, I'm tiptoeing in the water yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very I'm very versed in the marketing of it and we've mm-hmm. been we've been doing that together for a few that years now. Yes, yes. Um and I, I'm I'm very, you know, well aware of how we can distribute this thing and mm-hmm. without getting our hands slapped. Yeah. We haven't got our hands slapped. <laughs> it's one of those things we don't know the rules until we figure it out kind of deal, but I we I have figured out the space Yes. I know the market. I'm tiptoeing into the uses of it and yeah. how it's beneficial for me. Um, but I'm excited about it because it's something that's so old, so natural, and so effective. Did that surprise you from a marketing standpoint of what you couldn't do? Well, I had no, okay, so no idea because we've never had to do it, right? right. It's been so illegal. It's yes. like, you can't, I can't run ads on Facebook. Right. I can't run ads on Google. I can't run ads on Instagram. This is what you just said. Yeah. Isn't it exciting? Because it's federal. It's federal. That's right. Like, legally, it's, like, federal, like, regulated. So. That's right. When I tell anybody this, I'm like, you got to get creative. If you can't do anything with money behind it because it's illegal, but it's not illegal, you know, and you just have to get creative. And you can't educate if you cannot promote and be in these right. major sources. So anything with FCC oversight, you mm-hmm. can't advertise with. Well, what is that? Newspapers, radios, television. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's basically we everything. We can't advertise it anyway. can't advertise it. So how are people supposed to know? Yeah. So that kind of segues us into this conference we're trying to do. Yes, I want to ask. I want to talk about that. Cannabis yes. conference. So the purpose of that conference is to bring people together in the industry. Uh, that's what normal exists for. That's marijuana policy project. There's many, many ways across America that people are trying to get together. You said it earlier, though. People are still afraid. So if they come to the cannabis conference, is that going to mean? Yeah, if someone sees them, I've got that. I've got that weird look. Like I look at people like, hey man, are you going to come? We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna be hanging out. We're gonna yeah. come. Uh, are you gonna come? Yeah. And I don't know. Like, and I'm like, oh, you're hesitant because someone sees you there. You think you'll get in trouble, right? I was like, why though? It's just just information. It's a huge conference for informing people on the do's and don'ts and how this works. Exactly. So it's not going to be like you get people are going to see you there and judge you because you're at because you want to learn no. something about the hottest industry in the United States of yeah. America right now. So that's something that we're facing, right? Is it yeah. So this conference, we hope provide that educational piece where we can be there. We've got all the heavy hitters in the industry. Every heavy hitter is coming. 
they'll be in at the Margaritaville Casino and Resort yeah. uh, September 24th and 25th and get your tickets at Eventbrite. <laughs> but we got to do more of these because, you know, I was telling you earlier, typically when I go to a cannabis conference, they're ridiculously expensive. Yeah. You go there, it's mostly vendors just trying to sell you some lights or grow stuff. I don't we don't need any of that here because we can't, nobody can grow except these two universes. So we just, this is critical that we have more conferences like this, like the one we're doing here, yeah. across the United States that are not meant to just raise money. They're not there for mercenary purposes, but to try to get educational and promotional purposes. Gather us all together. So if you are listening and you can come, come on. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. And you're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're there and someone else is there, are they really going to tell you what they yeah, tell no, you? No, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you. It's not, we're not going to just all be sitting in there like using cannabis. I mean, we're no. going to be using cannabis. Well, that when we leave. Yeah, we're going to be late. So it's going yeah, right. so to be just great speakers for you. But I do think organizing these groups of people, almost like we can come out of the out of the shadows. Yeah. We've got to come out of the shadows on this. More people, we got to have more stuff like this. I love that you're doing this. I love that you're doing this because anytime I can have an opportunity to talk about cannabis in a space where other people can hear it, I think it's critical that we do that. Well, and if I had to judge, and uh, hopefully I get some feedback on this, if I had to judge my market and who listens to this, who subscribes to this, and who actually gives a damn, yeah, um, I would say they're probably 50-50. Okay. And the 50% on the side that may not know anything or this, the other 50% is because they don't know anything enough yeah, about yeah. it. Right. Or they're apprehensive because of judgment or whatever yeah, it may yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would say we're probably 50 50 on the market, which I think is great. Because yeah. we're speaking to someone's like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and then we're yeah, also yeah. speaking to people like, oh, I don't know. And here's the thing like, you don't have to do it. Right. But right. There, there is something that's effective that's working. It's not as addictive. It's been proven that it's not as addictive. And it's not creating these, like, years and years of health issues, you know, like, from that, you know? I mean, look at these people who have been using cannabis for years. We have a whole group of pioneers that are in jail now because they sacrificed their freedom the fight for the rights of this plant. Mm-hmm. And I think anything we can do to get them out of jail, we get, owe it to I them. I mean, it's a fucking plant, man. It's like, a fucking plant, plant, man. Like, it's a fucking plant. <laughs> we have to get them out of jail. It yeah. has to happen. Well, here's the thing. Like, okay, so the difference with, with cocaine is like something that has to be, it's grown, then it's broke down, and it's manufactured, Right. right? 
with weed, you can literally pull a plant out of the ground, smoke it, and, yeah. and it works. Like, okay, so there's a difference here. You know what I mean? Well, people want to argue with me about that. Like, it was a plant. It's not a, you know, it's a cocaine. is too. Like, no. Yeah. Just like, so is sugarcane. Sugarcane's great to you process it in a granulated sugar, and it's fucking horrible for you. There you, know you go. There you go. There you go. So, that's a great analogy. So, mm-hmm. you think about how cannabis is spice. So, educating people and talking about it more and pulling people out of the shadows so we can help and thanking all these pioneers who went before us and who stayed the course. Mm-hmm. And he said, now I'm 90. I don't know how Willie Nelson is. <laughs> yeah, look, sorry, Willie. You know what I love about, you know what I love about Willie Nelson yes. and Snoop Dogg? Both of those guys. They no have, one is mad at them at all. No one is mad at them. And they have stood their yes, ground. They and they have yes, like, they this plant, we will stand by this plant. Well, we man. will defend it because we believe in it and they're yeah. fine and I think they're kind of living testimonies yeah, yeah. that this plan is fine. But it's I just fine. love how, like I love being around, I've been, I've, I had an opportunity to meet him years ago, but yeah. I've been in the space of people, seeing people around him. <laughs> no one's mad at Willie. Nobody. Nobody's not mad at any of You know, like, hey. <laughs> Light it and smoke it. Light it, yeah. <laughs> I like it. So well, we, we got to have more stuff like that. Thanks so much for coming on. I had a good time. We'll have to get back after this Let's conference see. comes through. Yes. But um, everyone, please subscribe to the podcast. Any last words, Catherine? Just from the bottom of my heart, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You did a great, I appreciate it. You did a great job. Well, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you.